I'm just enjoying a mini got egg. Mini eggs. A miniature egg. Miniature Is egg. Is the cad the Cadbury's? They're laid by a miniature cow. Not those. They're laid by a miniature cow. Sorry, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, (laughs) it's been a long fucking week. It's been a really long fucking week. We don't, and it's only Wednesday. You don't have you don't have mini eggs. I mean, it's got to be closer to Easter for those to be. That's when the Easter cow comes out. No, they start they start doing them here in supermarkets like as soon as Christmas is out of the way. Fuck me. Yeah, but that's the same with Easter eggs as well. You can get Easter eggs in in supermarkets in fucking January. Can you? Yeah, I feel like the Mm. we wait till Valentine's Day and then it's the the seasonal aisle changes over to Easter shit. In February, uh, yeah, because Valentine's Day is just not a season here. It's not a big enough thing. It's not a season here. It's just a season in drugstores. I feel, I feel like Easter <laughs> is like a, like a party holiday. So I feel mm. like you need a lot of run up to it. Yeah, getting prepared. What eggs, What's if your drugstore zodiac sign? <laughs> Mine's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mine's a, spe- a like a, a like the plastic Halloween goblet that's got like a skeleton hand. On oh, the goblet, nice, nice. You know, hi everyone. It's Mother's Day <laughs> season. So, uh, all you mothers out there, you're going to be getting lots of powerful vibes from Neptune. Yeah, if I see those eggs, I'm just I'm just nodding to uh, to indicate that I approve of the bit. Yeah, good. Okay, that's that's how people normally (laughs) indicate they approve of a bit. Phoebe approved (laughs) it. I'll just misuse it. I'm not going to laugh because I don't think it deserved a laugh, but it definitely deserved a nod. Okay. In the taxonomy, you acknowledged the bit. Yeah. You did the sort of Voltaire, like, I may disagree, but I defend your right to say it. Yeah. Voltaire didn't say that. Acknowledgement. No, but <laughs> he didn't say it, but we did acknowledge it. We did acknowledge it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, did, Voltaire didn't <laughs> Voltaire, say it. Voltaire did say, I approve of that bit. Yeah. That is a direct Voltaire quote. Yeah. Since Voltaire didn't say that, we actually don't have to defend his right to say it. <sighs> Man. Yeah, that's right. I don't Boy. approve of that one. You can cancel Voltaire for things he didn't say. That's the, that's the hole in his logic. <laughs> <laughs> I think Voltaire said some pretty fucked up stuff, actually. I mean, he's a Frenchman from the 18th century, almost certainly. Mm. Or was he later than that? I don't know. Who cares? He was, uh, <laughs> Who cares he shit? was from the 19th century. <laughs> oh, okay. Which I only know because he's a, I mean, the woker of the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he the was 18th like century before everyone became pussies. I feel like he was an Enlightenment guy, you know? Mm. Mm. Big Enlightenment guy. Yeah, I feel like the 18th century was the harder century. I feel like the 19th century was a bit like. You know, is there a good century? Get it together. Think, no, there's no good cent- century. All centuries century are bad. bad. Every yeah. century is bad. It's just a different flavor. But the bad. 18th century was harder. I reckon first century BC pretty good. Depends from your perspective, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, I'm thinking about like fourth century BC. Which is like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm just chilling in a ziggurat, like eating grapes, he- no problems. Hellenistic mm-hmm. uh, Greece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm thinking like 4,000. That's, oh, 4,000 I want to be in ziggurat times. Mm. I want to see a ziggurat when you I wake up in the morning. You want to see a ziggurat, okay. <laughs> I want to thinking, like Maddie on Grand Designs. I'm thinking ziggurat. It'd be, pre- thinking- it'd be pretty good to be in a pre-writing. Ziggurat, quite a striking construction, but they're coming up with some problems with the planning people. What's that supposed to Is that supposed Kevin to be Kevin McLeod? McLeod? That's, I, I'm, it's not a good McLeod. <laughs> you don't need to tell me it's not a good McLeod. I know it's not a good Mcleod. I've never heard his voice, so I think mm. it's great. Rare, rare bats nesting in the ziggurat. This could delay the project months. It's Welcome got a bit to Boris Masters Johnson. of Art Domain. <laughs> Welcome to Grand Designs with me. I've finally been sacked over a birthday cake, and now... I'm hosting people building cracking houses. 
Your Boris know. Johnson's very, very good. It's, over, a, it's overwritten the offense with the Kevin the Clown. <laughs> yeah. It, this guy sounds identical to Cressy the Clown's mm. like Arabian <laughs> uh, lawyer <laughs> or accountant. <laughs> Boris Johnson is also known as Albanian crust. Yeah. Arabanian? Aruban? Oh, oh yeah, that guy there. Oh, it's hot today. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you mean now. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said Albanian that. accountant really is a very bad. different energy. Albanian accountant. Yeah, <laughs> he might sound a little something mm. like this. What do the? I'm just trying to think now. What what do the Albanians sound like? Oh, yeah, to be honest, the only Albanians I know they talk a bit like that. That is not what Albanians sound like. Well, <laughs> it's all you see. That was like <laughs> South African. Ah, South African. It's kind. It's more clipped. Um, that, that was kind of verging a little bit on Scandinavian. Um. Either way, you're a champion. The only Albanians I know have lived in Britain for quite a long time, so I guess they've sort of anglicised weirdly. But they sort of talk like that. Yeah, lovely job, isn't it? Like, kind of like it's weird because they use loads of um, loads of British slang, but in a very like not British accent. It, it just kind of the yeah, only Albanians on I've ever met have been were like Albanian mafia people from when I lived in Oxford. Um, and that they're, was, they're big in Oxford, the Albanian mafia. Okay, you joke, but they literally are like that. I don't know why. Big in my neighborhood, they sort of like pit, like pitch up in the UK, and they're just like, mm. you know what? This is actually, uh, it's actually a very like even apart from the the centre, which of course has the glorious architecture, mm. it's actually a pretty nice town. Very nice new college you have here. It would be a shame if something were to happen to it. Someone were to uh, eradicate northern Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> I will say many of the uh, the the, mm. the late night halal fried chicken spots in here in Western mm. Queens uh, in beautiful New York City are run front for the Albanian mob. That's interesting. So they're in oh. Queens and Oxford, mm-hmm. twin cities. Yeah. Lovely. Twin cities. Alike in dignity. Twin towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a there is a cafe on the um what's it called on the Banbury Road that goes towards Banbury. Well, there is a Banbury Road in Oxford. Yeah. I think it's on the Banbury Road. I can't remember, but it's a it's a cafe, and it's literally like a kind of Albanian version of the you know the cafe in uh, the Godfather, where there's like an extremely elderly woman who always has like kind of vat of stew, and mm. uh, and a bunch of men in velour tracksuits playing cards and smoking like all year round. Oh, nice, juicy. Regardless couture. of weather, that's how you know the yeah the thick Albanian mafia. I did try to introduce the that's show you know. before. Mm. But I've just the given food up. Would be very good. Or oh yeah, no, no, I think the food oh, yeah. would probably be pretty good. A lot yeah. of lot of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. potato heavy. That's Eastern Europe for you, baby. They love a potato. Can we can we do Look, the do it, the episode? Welcome <laughs> to Masters of Our Domain, a podcast <laughs> we which again? is not hosted by <laughs> Boris Johnson or Kevin McLeod or, or Kevin the Albanian McLeod mafia. Or the Albanian mafia. It is hosted by me, Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And we are joined this week by special guest, returning champion of, of many iterations. I I dare say I've lost count. I think this might be our third. I think it's number, number three. three. Yeah. Three. Um, it's it's a friend of the many shows. It's Maddie Lubchansky. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just fell very far off a climbing wall right before oh, I came no. here. So I'm a little, I'm oh, a little no. rattled. Very, I'm a little rattled you okay? in my brain. It's fine. Oh, no, I'm fine. That's just why okay. I sound insane. Yeah. It's just because I've had a The Albanian bad Mafia sabotaged your climbing holds. Yeah. Right. Well, they shouldn't do that because That's we right. are sponsored by the Albanian Mafia. It's making us look bad. It's making um, us look bad. I, uh, but they should be looking after our guests. I used to date a girl who was very into climbing briefly, and um, but she was into the like the high ropes climbing. 
um, which was more free. She had like her own ropes and stuff. Like her room was just full of like bags of climbing equipment. So she had her own ropes. Yeah, she'd like go to the gym with like yeah. a fuck off bag with like some fucking fifty meter ropes in it and like carabiners and yeah, it's like it's called uh it's called lead climbing is when you like go up and you bring your own ropes yeah. and you like you like, like hook it into the the you know, this is female in. privilege. If a man goes around with a bag full of ropes, he's getting yeah. arrested. Yeah, that's right. And what I was getting to is that there this to woman her, should be in prison as well. There is by a the way. type of there's a type of fall you can take in this climbing where it's like a really a really big fall where you fall like a lot of rope before you get caught mm. by the rope, which they call a whipper. Um, a whipper. Yeah. Because yeah. so, usually you just hit the wall really hard. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of <laughs> shit. So, so sometimes we, I would go and hang out with her and she'd be like, oh, yeah, I took a... Why am I doing that for her? She was American. <laughs> Why is she like this? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Milo's, I took a whipper. <laughs> Milo's sort of Australian kind of a love interest. I uh, showed fuck, up here with a fucking my whipper ropes, today. I took a fucking whipper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you! That's real whipper shit, you know. <laughs> well, I got my sack of ropes here. I call mm. them Yessian snakes. Yessian <laughs> snakes. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Australians, they love falling. They do. Yeah, because they know <laughs> that their home is down below the earth. That's they to be joined to today them. by an Australia expert, Milo Edwards. That's right. Um, hello to all of our listeners in Australia. Valued, valued listeners. Um, look. This episode of Seinfeld, we open with a bit where Jerry is going in on, I think, something that's had it too easy for too long, the health club, the gym. That's right. And he's like, look, I don't, so I don't get the health club. He's like, I have a limit on how many naked men that I see a day, and it's, and it's zero. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, Jerry, come on. If, if you're watching, yeah, along at, watching along at home, this episode is season four, episode... Oh, yeah. 19? Yeah. It was, I went off the... It's episode too old for Jerry Seinfeld, am I right? Uh It's called The Implant. It's called The Implant. Yeah. If you're watching along at home. Yeah, we're disorganized today. I don't know what's happening. We are. You don't know that chickens lay eggs. I've got two bags of mini eggs. It's it's chaos. Where did they come from? We don't know. Um, Look... And Jerry, a particularly large chicken, but one mm, with a very small cloaca. That's right. And if there's one thing that we learn from this episode, is that Jerry Matty is nodding. Yeah, <laughs> he also <laughs> Jerry also has a limit on how many naked women he sees a day, which is also zero. Mm. He goes to extraordinary lengths not to see a woman naked in this episode. <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, what is he doing? He's like, oh yeah, and he's like, why do they have so much security? At the gym. He's like, even the people with memberships only go twice a year. Who's breaking in? And then what are they going to do? Chase them off? That's just more exercise. Okay, so this is a really classic example of uh, Jerry not understanding stuff. Mm. Because he says, what, they're going to steal your sweaty towel and your jockstrap? It's like, no, you're wearing those while you're exercising. The stuff that's in your locker is your wallet and your watch and like your other valuables. Like, is Mm. he... Is he striding into the gym completely naked, clutching his wallet? Greek style. Yeah. Well, he seems to go to the gym merely to mm. pick up women and go That's sit where in I sauna. Go. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Dudes, dudes rock, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. How did you feel about uh, Elaine's little gym costume? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit upsetting. It's an interesting episode, this, because it's uh, unusually not... Um, there's, there's not kind of four storylines. It's more mm. that the two is that the four of them are divided into two teams. 
And so there's yeah. team A and team B. And that's how yeah. we're that's how we're sketching out the plot on this one. Um, so yeah, in the first the, the first scene of the episode, Jerry's diagram fans. He's at the health club. He is at the health club. They insist on calling the gym. Looking at the dudes. The club for people being healthy. It's the well, it's specifically the the Jimmy's Ed is called the New York oh, Health Club, which is a right, very fancy okay. and famous midtown institution. Oh. There we go, a bit of local color there. Yeah, see, this is why you bring the real New York Jew on. <laughs> Talk about New York Jew stuff. Yeah, if you want to follow Maddie on Twitter, they're at the real New York Jew. The <laughs> <laughs> real New York, yeah, the real New York Jew. Um, and every morning it's just, hey, I'm eating bagels over here, and that's all I say. <laughs> it's like weed ho Jew. That's the new bit. That's life in the big bagel, as I call it, mm. New York City. Yeah. Um, I think that Guido is fundamentally, kind of a, Jew, a, fundamentally um. a Jewish concept anyway. <laughs> I think Guidos are, are Jewish. That's my that's my position. And I'm not going to be elaborating mm. on that. There you go. More in common than not. All right. I'd say. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I see it. Um, Thank see you. It so Jerry is talking to an extremely oh, hot girl at the gym whose name is Sidra, therefore making her a sort of Witcher NPC. I, I don't think Sidra is a name. Of course Sidra is a name. Yeah. It's a name. Sidra. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be like in a sack, like sweeping a muddy yard if your name is Sidra. My new, my new girlfriend, Shrigable. <laughs> I, I love that in The Witcher, that everyone's mm. got these sort of, you know, those stupid high fancy names. And there's just one woman who's just called Francesca. It's like, oh, here we go, Fran. Yeah. Here's Fran the elf. <laughs> Yeah. Franny. <laughs> we're going to invite Katie over. Yeah. Luke might come, but yeah. we're not sure. Yeah. Is it, these are my friends, uh, uh, Villa, Stragobor, and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Just three guys. And this is Simon G. Yeah, that's all right. Um, we say that because there are two Simons. Yeah, there are two Simons, yeah. 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 Simon A, he's just Simon. If you say Simon, you mean him, but Simon G, you have to add the... You have to add the G. Stragerball, that's not really necessary. It's just, just one of him. Yeah, like Madonna. Yeah, the other one died. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they're, they're arranging Sidra to go Sidra is a name. Also, she is played by Terry Scary Hatcher. Hatcher. Oh, is that a young Terry Hatcher? That is Hatcher. the young yeah. Terry Hatcher. I mean, really. old Terry this Hatcher is good enough. Mm, but Old Terry Hatcher is, I th- I, I'm not keen on the work that she had done to her face. This but is... young Terry Hatcher is a world beater. Oof. Young Terry Hatcher is a world. Young Terry Hatcher and young Megan yeah, Mullally in this it episode. It is indeed. It's, it's a, a real, real fucking showcase. Yeah. Well. <laughs> There's a lot of broads. It's Broad City. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real debutante ball for yeah, the yeah. <laughs> for the broads. It's a real cotillion. Yeah. The thing is um that uh Broad Broad Central is actually the, the lady post office and uh people think it's the lady train station, but that's actually broad terminus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that's, um, anyway. So, so that's young Terry Hatcher. Beautiful, beautiful, worldy Terry Hatcher. Yeah. It is God. significant that Terry Hatcher is playing the love interest in this episode because she plays Lois Lane in the new, in the new Adventures of Superman. And uh... as we know, Jerry likes Superman. This is another I mean, that's, weird the, that's thing, the beginning and end of the. It's like a, of how it's a running. Is. It's a running joke that Jerry is obsessed with Superman, mm-hmm. but he never talks about Superman. Other people simply talk about him no, talking he talks about, about, Superman. about Superman later on. Okay, I feel like he's got a lot of bits. Yeah, about Superman and he also up. says to the journalist mm. who thinks that he's gay that she reminds him of Lois Lane. Like, could Superman not in you safely? A, a previous Maddie appearance. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> Something which I discovered. Uh, How powerful is Superman's was anus? Was also discussed in Morats when we uh, watched oh, yeah. it for movie corner the other that day. That's right. Yeah. So that felt good. So yeah, it's all mm. it's all coming together really. Um, Elaine uh, Elaine shows up and uh, espouses the fact that she believes this woman's breasts to be fake. Um, and Jerry is like, "Oh, what do you mean fake? Anus, anus crime." And then he's like, "Yeah, I love, I love, I love tits." And then she's like, "I thought you more of a leg man." He's like, "Why, why legs? I have legs. Why would I be interested in legs?" And th- this shows that Jerry is a philistine. You see, <laughs> okay. he is lacking in appreciation uh, for the finer points of the female form, in my opinion. Um, I think I, you know, we all love a good boob, but I think boobs are they are they are entry level. That is, you know. Entry level, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a sort of one-on-one yeah, body yeah, part. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the the Beatles of sure. listening to music. You know, like you kind of it's not really you've not really developed a taste yet. You've just kind of gone like, oh, that's a that's a thing people are into. Yeah, you know George's theory of uh, people being tit men. <laughs> what is it? His, it's, it's just no you're not grow up <laughs> <laughs> grow the fuck up yeah mm. he thinks that he thinks that he thinks that tit men are are butt men waiting to be born oh now is the time of monsters yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I can see that yeah the tit world is dying <laughs> yeah the bomb world is struggling to be born. The time of the tits is over. Very true. Mm. Whose voice was that? It's supposed to be an ant. Oh, okay. I was wondering if maybe that was Kevin McLeod. No. <laughs> you think that's my oh, Kevin McLeod? My Kevin McLeod's better than yours. No, it's just funny to imagine him talking about someone building a house and just going, <laughs> the time of the, the tits, is, the tits over. is over. I thought that was quite a good ant. I don't- I don't think the Ents would be super happy about watching a house being built. No, maybe mm. not. You know, that's what is that my fucking wood. cousin? <laughs> be- well, may- maybe if it's like <laughs> yeah. out of brick, because uh, they're the they're their deadly mm. enemies. Bricks. These are my enemies, that's the bricks. Well, people like throw bricks at the trees. No, no, what? they just hate them. It was when the British Army sent the Ents to pacify a riot in Northern Ireland. That was when the Ents took against bricks. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm just imagining why bricks would be the enemy of the ants. Because <laughs> like, they just because they because they really exactly. the ants, man. It's like and the, ain't, and the ants hate and in bricks. Industry. It's a perfectly circular exactly. enterprise. Yeah, Ned Ludd was half ant. As people always say, what came first, the kiln or the brick? Yeah, that's why if you get one brick, then you could easily make one thousand bricks out of it because you simply make a kiln out yeah. of that brick. You hollow it out into a tiny kiln. <laughs> tiny little right. kiln. Kill. Yeah. Tiny bricks. That's all right. And you can make a much mm-hmm. bigger kiln. This is how we restart society. <laughs> so you just need one brick. Yeah. And then, but don't leave your kiln unattended because some Italian might start using it as a pizza oven and mess up your whole process. You're in a very strange it's mood to today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has just been a, been a long Italians week. Italians, or as for I call you. them, the pizza juice. Then part of our grand theory. Um, <laughs> Who is that more offensive to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh. So Jerry is like, I want to see this woman <laughs> naked to see if they're fake, and then he sort of dispatches Elaine to the sauna to go and look at her tits and assess if they're fake. Meanwhile, he's explaining that George has been dating this girl Betsy, who keeps sitting on the 
right of him preventing him from like reaching reaching putting his arm around her and initiating anything because he likes to do it with his left hand um because he's a writer yeah and this is just this is just accepted this is just the, the, the basically half of the plot of this episode hinges on this one completely mad point which I, so i will say as as the resident mm-hmm. uh new york jewish yeah. person um as as a mm-hmm. white New York Jew, uh, this is clearly an a- an analog to uh, basketball layups, <laughs> okay. which is a which is a, a thing that uh, all New York Jews of a certain age are extraordinarily mm-hmm. obsessed with is basketball and especially things like fundamentals and layups and going left mm-hmm. or going right. So th- what he's talking about there is clearly sports right, shit. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, what that, and that's why still and that's why insane. Elaine says, well, women just played defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got that. That's right. But mm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the basketball. Yeah, I assumed analogy. that Elaine was doing a sport thing. Mm. Yeah, um, that would be weird. Is that true that you can only lunge in one direction? No, actually, according to the rules of chess, men can move in two directions. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Very good, but only one square. But like, in, yeah. Mm. yeah, like in people naturally have a way they do layups. Like it'll be easier for them to go one way or the other. If you're like a professional basketball player, obviously that's you become a little more ambidextrous, but it's something you have to work on when you're when you're learning how to play basketball. It's like going against your dominant side. Right. Okay. I'm watching Phoebe try this out. Yeah, I would go she, left. Sure, yeah. Neither, yeah, I, I, would go, I would go left. Instinctively. She has neither ball nor hoop, yeah. but she's doing a manful effort of. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a decent mime of what a layup looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that and I said, that's mm. a layup. Thank you. Baby. That's a layup. The that, that, Maddie on my side. It, see it, you know. <laughs> that's a layup. Yeah, that's right. That's a layup. I've seen basketball yeah, before. Tune into Maddie's podcast, That's a Layup. Where. <laughs> <laughs> It's when I go down to the the famous West Fourth Street courts mm. and I watch the, the the street ball players and I and I just walk up to them and say, "Hey, I like there. basketball. I think it's that's a good sport." Yeah, that's my yeah, favorite. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's the only it's the only I think of the American sports that a European can watch and go, "Oh yeah, that's a sport." Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's one it's one of the few things that I think is a sport. Tennis <laughs> isn't a sport for a kickoff, so jot that down. Right. Okay. It's a it's a game. Oh, it's a tiff. Game. A game. Yeah, it's pastime. It's a hobby. A pastime. It is. It's a pastime. I think the Olympics should include more pastimes, like yeah. origami. Yeah. Dominoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah backgammon. <laughs> yeah. Making stained glass yeah. out of one of those little kits. Uh, erecting those little uh, oh, yeah. ships inside bottles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Making a church out of matchsticks. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really that's good. That's good shit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't be up to fire code. You couldn't build a full size church those, out of like, sticks. Chemical forest kit things where you ha- where you get like a- chemical, chemical forest, forest or a- chemical <laughs> forest as we like to call it. Pipiat Valley. <laughs> chemical forest. They were you you. They had like this kind of like little things. <laughs> you had like little like things of cardboard and and little vials of different chemicals. Then you poured the chemicals on the cardboard, and then they would grow these little like crystalline structures, and it would look like a forest. Hey, you've got to come out tonight, chemical yeah, forest crystals. to play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, I would just call it. It's like a crystal. No, kit. no, no, no. It's no. It's different from a crystal kit. Because a crystal kit, you're just mm. growing know, the crystal. I, I know the thing. This is a chemical yeah. forest. Mm. I see. <laughs> chemical, keep forest. chemical forest. <laughs> you've got to come out tonight. <laughs> crystal kit to play. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. Yeah. Got a load of special kits. I've got some crystal kits. Yeah. Yeah. Clear storm is coming. It's a really, it's really massive. clean, buzzy up. <laughs> yeah. Barely any, t- barely any down at all. Yeah, yeah, that is right. We're all going to get a cracking night's sleep after. Yeah. Love to see it. Tennis is a pastime. You know what else is not a sport? Running. 
Oh, okay. It's not a sport. It's 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 training. Mm. You're learning to be able to do another sport. What are you learning to chase after a bloke? Pretty much. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Pretty sus in my as opinion. As far as I can tell. That's why you never mm. catch Jerry Seinfeld running because he loves pussy too much. Fucking hurdles. That's not a sport. No, that is a very silly that's activity. Just, that's just bounding like a bunny. The the silliest one is you ever when you watch um oh fuck what's it called it's like it's a cross country thing where there's like obstacles oh like steeplechase steeplechase yeah. which is like human horse you like racing. go over a hurdle <laughs> into like a sort of big puddle <laughs> yeah and they're yeah. like oh yeah classic Olympics <laughs> yeah. Mm. and all all the American athletes that do it are like six foot seven white guys from Vermont Amazing. named Brad oh yeah nice it's incredible to watch and they all just like look like golden retrievers mm. just like shuffling that's the way it's the sort of sport a golden retriever would love right. Mm. It's, 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 it's like an yeah, event it's, from it's, Crufts, but that they've scaled up to human size. Yeah. Man, Crufts. It yeah. seems like something that was four horses, and then they just got rid of they, someone hit delete on the horses in the farm. Well, like, they like, didn't like, get the like horses one year. Like due to World War One, there was a shortage of horses, and they're like, I guess we'll just they'll just have to do it without well, problems with the horse supply chain. Yeah, and that's why every year mm. in the pentathlon, they have to punch one of the horses in the head to punish the horses <laughs> for the time they didn't show up for the steeplechase. No, when the one big horse got stuck in the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big. It was full of Greeks, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. When when I was at school, we could we only did like athletics on mm-hmm. sports day, and so oh, okay. and so for like a couple no, of like throw the bean bag in the ring or no uh, no no like proper like no proper proper like athletics events, and so for like two PE lessons beforehand. Um, our games teacher would just like appear with just like all this like stuff that had been in the cupboard for probably decades, and they'd be like, "Okay, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna throw a shot put," and we're all just like, "We don't know how. Hmm? What? Why are you giving us javelins? We don't know what to do with a javelin. We've never seen a fucking javelin before." And then your teacher was like, "Tell that to the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn. The hunt is yeah. on." And then sports day was always <laughs> extremely embarrassing because nobody could do any of the events. Mm. I feel like PE in America, we just learned a lot of bullshit sports that don't really exist. Like we're having to play something called Danish rounders. No, that's not, ri- <laughs> that's that's not real. That's, that's squat not a real like thing. ordinary rounders, but you're in blackface. <laughs> that's right. I, that's um, not Denmark, it was like, really. It was like kickball. Okay, so- it was a kickball, which is like baseball, but you roll a kickball and you kick it instead of hitting a ball with a bat. Mm. And the bases were replaced with like humongous gym mats. Is that so what kickball is? Because I've always mm. wondered. I don't know. Yeah, it's but like baseball that you use baseball. your feet, I think, kickball, yeah. and Yeah, it's just it's just baseball, but you roll the ball, and you just get, it's like a dodgeball kind of bouncy ball, and you roll it instead of throwing it, and then you kick it, and then you and then it's just baseball. Mm-hmm. And you can also peg people with the ball to get them out, unlike you can baseball. You do what to people. You can do what? softball. I love the ball, which is a new thing. you wear the like ball around your waist. <laughs> you wear the ball in your waist, and you track the other kid down. Yeah. You let him have it. It's a valuable lesson it teaches you about teamwork. Yeah. That's right. But Danish Rangers was definitely them being like, we had to be able to play baseball with 30 kids mm. at once. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you were just allowed to have as many people on each base as you want. Mm. It's great. Yeah. Bullshit game. Fun. Yeah, my school was too small for us to like mm-hmm. effectively play any. So we would do like one, like a different sport almost every week in PE and then forget it entirely. Like we'd play like field hockey like twice a year and they would just expect yeah. us to be able to play a game of it. And it's like, I don't know, we've not done this in six months. Like, <laughs> We played field hockey every Friday. Mm. Every Friday morning. Fucking nightmare. Mm. There you go. Well. Trying to play field hockey with a javelin. For more on Phoebe's <laughs> Proustian reveries of PE lessons, um, <laughs> tune in next week. Um, 
Anyway, so that we then cut to George and Betsy, who are having a sort of like sight gag type thing going on on the sofa, um, elucidating this arm grab situation. George is trying to get on the right side of her. She's like, no, no, I'm deaf in that ear. So that's why I sit on this side. And he's like, how bad can it be? Then he like physically moves her. And he's like, see, that's not so bad. And then she says, what? That's like, classic. Phone rings. Don't answer. She's like, well, if it's an emergency. He's like, there's only ever like three emergencies on earth at any one time. She insists. And it is an emergency. And he's like, maybe four. See, I don't think it is an emergency. Because she says in as many words, mm. Aunt Clarice was so ill. <laughs> I'm, it's a tragedy, but it's not an emergency because it's not completely unexpected. She well, doesn't have also, to go and be somewhere immediately. She could have picked up this call in the morning. When someone's dead, that's by definition not an emergency. Not an emergency. They're dead. There's nothing the time anyone for can emerg- do. The time for emergencies is over. Mm. When someone's almost dead, that's saying. an emergency. Yeah. Mm. Uh, someone being Jewish and dead is kind of an emergency. Yeah, that's you true. Do have to get them but, on the ground. But Betsy's family are very, very <clears throat> explicitly not a Jewish family. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like they're clearly wasps from Detroit. But mm. like, if someone's Jewish, I've had to fly like across a country on like very short mm. notice because someone died suddenly. Yeah. Sucks. Mm. I think we should get better rules <laughs> as a religion. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the phrases have been invented. God. <clears throat> so could have. we maybe have a little bit of an update? Can mm. we have like Torah 3? <laughs> Torah 2.0. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, we've had Torah 2.0. That's the Bible. Yeah, which you're not happy about. I'm not happy about. It doesn't work. Full of not happy. Oh, there's, oh Torah 3.0 already exists also. It's the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we want Torah 4. Which has Torah some four. updates, which is like you don't have okay, to yeah. keep the whole of Yom Kippur if, say, you get really hungry. Yeah, okay. That's it's like fair. you really want a snack. That's a really yeah. good point, yeah. actually, because I do, I do be getting hungry. Yeah, if you want what like about a snack? Jews who are neurodivergent and mm-hmm. a minor? That was something that the big man failed to take into account. Mm. Actually, point. if you're enough of a minor, you don't have to fast. Oh, okay. Enough of a minor. <laughs> like yeah, too yeah, young for Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a kind of even a sort of on the edge, like technically that's an Ephibophile minor, then you then you don't have to fast. <laughs> yeah. If you're not if you're not a man or a woman mm. in the in the in the religious tradition, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's not don't care about kids not interested. The pre mitzvah. Um, the pre mitzvah crowd. Pre mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got no mitzvahs. Um or as I like to call it, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Little Black Book. Hey! Mm. Mm. I think he was mostly post mitzvah to be fair. I think he's. I think he's only post mitzvah. Yeah. And yeah, was, that was a. That was, and it really. I, I think uh, it was legally. just. I think it was just that, <laughs> legally, that, that one teenage girl. It wasn't. It wasn't loads. It's, it's quite. It's he didn't quite, have a pattern. It's quite funny to have only done it once, just to have yeah, once gone quite, out with a seventeen-year-old girl, funny. and then subsequently been like, you know, you know what? what? Not for me, actually. You know it, it turns out mm. that actually she wasn't mature for her age because she was seventeen. Yeah, I'm just doing a year where I say yes to everything. And yeah, first thing you part of my mindfulness practice. Yeah, there we go. Um, that's right. He was originally going to be in that film that they ended up shooting with Jim Carrey. That's right. The mask. No, yes, man. The mask. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> going out with a seventeen-year-old girl, and going, somebody stop me! <laughs> no, really, someone should should stop me. Should probably, be st- yeah, should be yeah, stopping me. Be no one's yeah. stopping me. I'm moving in my little whirlwind in my yellow yeah. suit. Someone should stop me for at least eleven months. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's much better when she's eighteen. 
I really well, don't. It, well, it's 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 like it's kind of like anything, isn't it? It's just it's just like objectively, it just operates on a kind of like sliding scale of morality. Mm. But the way in which like both legally and in terms of like mental conception, how people do it is like in kind of absolutes, yeah. right? Like. A girl who's 17 like legal- years old and 11 months is not really different from a girl who's 18 years no, and one month. No, but I feel like legality um, is quite a low bar to clear when you're oh, selecting yeah. girls. Sure. <laughs> it's an important yeah, bar to clear, them. but yeah, it's one of the when, lower when ones. I'm, when, I'm choosing a romant- yeah, when I'm choosing a romantic partner, I simply just don't go to the high school and that's all of my problems. <laughs> yeah, okay, Maddie, well, some people have access to more rarefied places well, to pick up women. What, really. about, what about the hot yeah. teachers, Matty? You don't know what you're depriving yourself of. That's a really good point because they only live because they live in the school, which they're not allowed out. You know what happens if they try to like leave the school? They get like electrocuted. Like you know, like there's invisible fences that you put around to stop a Rottweiler getting out. Like that's what they have around schools. It's kind of like Butlins, yeah. Butlins. Oh, it's oh god! It's a it is a it's a holiday camp in so in a lot of ways it is like a prison. You see, British prisons aren't like holiday camps, but they are like British holiday camps, which are like prisons. Does Butlins still exist? <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. And Pontins. Hmm. I knew um, Pontins still existed. Yeah, no, yeah, still still going. Yeah, Butlins is like a horrid um, British holiday camp where you can go and stay in like a damp chalet and see some of the worst entertainment of your life and Tremendous. hang out with... And it's like one of those things where, like, the justification for going to this used to be like it's a cheap holiday for people who. But now can't afford it's actually to, but now quite. It's, just it's expensive. actually just quite expensive and also grim because you're in a British seaside town. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds a lot like the sort of thing that died out in America in like the eighties and nineties, yeah. which was like the you know the dirty dancing yeah, style well, Catskills like, or Poconos place. They are a bit more upmarket, I think. The um, but like yeah, it's it's a sim, it's a very similar idea. Like yeah, I'd say yeah. like seventy five percent of British adults have some kind of mm. traumatic Butlin story about like always about like a talent competition. Like there's, it's oh there's, god yeah, there's always some horrible <laughs> talent competition story lurking in the psyche in the British psyche. Mm. Yeah, that is very true. Mm. What is Britain if not one big talent competition? Not a very good one. No, not a very good one at all. But that, in many ways, that is what most talent competitions are like. Um, Elaine's in the sauna, and um, she is desperately trying to get a look at this woman's breasts to assess whether they're fake or not. She eventually does and assesses that they are. Um, we then cut to Jerry's apartment, where Jerry is, sorry, Elaine is breaking the news to Jerry that these breasts are fake. And then Jerry's like, well, that's it. I'm not going on another date with her. Jerry, you're out of your fucking mind. Have you, have you looked at this woman at all on date this. one? And, and he has such an insane uh, justification for being uh, against someone with any cosmetic surgery where he's like, she's like, oh, nose jobs are fine. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not feeling up people's noses. He's like, you don't it's aspire like, to the nose. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Fucking, I don't know. Also, like when he says you don't, don't unhook such anything to get to the nose. I feel like unhooking well, a bra is not. Well, I can't say that post COVID. I feel like unhooking a bra is not like the central part of the male sexual experience. I mean, Molly have to have to yeah, no, correct me on this one. Anything, it's, right, it's an anything, obstacle. It's, it's annoying. It's yeah. an obstacle. It's not like, you know what I fucking love? I love undoing bras. And you know what's also what funny is about what is under the bra. Undoing the bra is that the bra. it has no bearing or not on whether you're good in bed, but it feels like it does. Like it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I've got, really got to nail yeah. this. Actually, it's of no importance whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, if if you've ever fumbled with it, it feels very embarrassing, yeah. you know. 
it's like, oh, this isn't very slick because I don't do it very often. Yeah. Is what it seems like if you're. If you're but then, bad if you've ever it. seen a woman but, you know, put on just... a bra, they're not very slick at it either. I've, oh no, 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 no! Like the like the, the one yeah, the I one I've got on at the moment. It's a it's a three clasper. You've got to put it round your waist like you're like you're kind of doing yourself up to mm. kind of climb down a, a cavern. <laughs> just go spelunking. <laughs> like you're about to just lower it's yourself like you into a crevasse and just then you have to. The, the crevasse comes late. <laughs> yeah. There's a steeplechase big puddle you gotta get Jerry through. Jerry Seinfeld with a fucking helmet with a torch on it, <laughs> lowering himself <laughs> into a woman. <laughs> I'm looking for Costanza, he's missing. <laughs> Hello! What's the deal in there? This is what would happen if, if you had sex with a giant woman. That's She'd right, like the cabiners. woman from the Millennium Dome. Yeah, like the woman, or like the, the Statue she's of Liberty. Yeah. She's pretty giant. Oh, yeah, she's pretty big. And she's quite cavernous. She was kind of the original Millennium Dome in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gives Millennium Dome. She's mostly hollow. Mm. You could get lost in that. You could, yeah. yeah. And we always still don't know what's up the Statue of Liberty skirt. We don't know what she's up to. Mm. It's uh, stairs. Oh. <laughs> Just it's really stairs. actually what's up most women's skirts. Yeah. Um, what? A little flight, little yeah, tiny little flight a, of a stairs. Set of stairs to enter her. Head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you find out what women want. You climb the little staircase, and you can control the head, and then start <laughs> marching her yeah. through the streets. <laughs> that's right. You need like well, a Gundam. You need the Ghostbusters goo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's sex, right? That's what how that works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the- well, you become a brain parasite for a woman. Woof, yeah. Woof, woof. Yeah. Very funny the idea of just controlling a normal sized woman, <laughs> but with those kind of sound effects. She's like trying to stamp on houses. She can't because yeah, she's like five five. Yeah, just going to like a model village somewhere. <laughs> woom, woom, woom. Placing mm. a personal ad, seeking a woman to ratatouille. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Cut this bit out, but uh, George is a one-handed. Flick the hook open. Well, that's not. Um, why do I need to cut that out? That's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but he might. What he when might. He might well that. not. It's easy. <laughs> He's like, I don't want. I don't want people dying. I'm a fucking Chad. Okay. I don't want. I don't want the listeners of this podcast to know that I absolutely fuck. <laughs> How dare they? They don't get to know if I fuck or not. Okay. I may crush pussy. I may not. You will never know. I thought you and George were winning marriage and that's what the podcast was about he's allowed to undo my bra and then i have to do it back up okay. again and that's when the, the kind of it's climbing training. it's training the climbing for the big harness it's yeah, trials, yeah. <laughs> then i have, then I have to disassemble yeah, a, a rifle with my like blindfolded it's it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty intense yeah george cleans and oils the bra and then puts it back on <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's wearing a bandana he while he does bra. it yeah, yeah. There are many you like can dismantle it. and put this together a bra in under mm. like 30 seconds. That's he's right. a pro. Yeah. He's yeah, a killer. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. A, a breast killer. Um, <laughs> he's got night yeah. vision. Yeah, I, I think Jerry just, he just lacks an appreciation. For, uh, for a straight man, he lacks an appreciation of women's bodies, I think. He doesn't, because the, the, even the thing he says about a nose, it's like, Jerry, you can you can have some fun with a nose, my friend. You can, you know. No, no, not, not in a weird way. Not in a weird way. Sorry. No, you can have some fun with a nose. <laughs> what are you doing to women's noses? Nothing, oh, no. I don't mean oh, anything no. sexual. 
so you know, what? what do you, you, mean? you know, like, kiss someone on the nose, or like, I don't know, like kind of like, oh, you're so yeah, nice, you know, like it's like it's like a nibble on the ear, or like a, you know, there are all these there are all these bits to the body which I think warrant exploration. And Jerry Seinfeld is any women listening to the show do not. Weird, your nose. He will bite your nose off. You gotta wait until you're asleep or find his finger up it to the knuckles. London dating alert. Tattoo around my finger means. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know when those lateral flow tests got brought out? This is the best day of Milo's life. Like, oh, finally! (laughs) Just shoving the whole test up my nose. And then they're like, no, that's not how you you do it. (laughs) You have to use the swab. COVID's been a very sexy time for Milo because all the people are covering up. (laughs) (laughs) You can unhook it to get to the nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No, listen, anything, any part of the the human body could be sexy if, if, if you correctly or whatever approached according to the instructions on the packet yeah that's right that's right yeah, yeah. no it makes sense um i did once uh, on leaving a, a hinge date ages ago um uh, we were saying goodbye outside this pub and uh and she was she'd called a cab to get in get to leave and um mm. and obviously you have to put on a mask to get in a cab and uh, we're about to say goodbye and she put the mask on before saying goodbye and I'm like message received cool <laughs> get it <laughs> fully I was like that is that's a move that's like a great like mm, that's a, what a, a very good visual a cue. powerful bit of environmental storytelling there mm. yeah you get a, a dating balaclava <laughs> for if and when COVID yeah. is so you didn't over. like pull it down and start like kind of rootling around her that nose that would be very funny and then she's like and then she's like oh very bold yeah I'm into this now <laughs> A man will pull your mask down to get to you. That's mm. um. Oh yeah, that's hot. That's a keeper, yeah, mm-hmm. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> a man who's not afraid of the novel coronavirus. That's yeah, what I want. You get a write up in Refinery Twenty Nine about like what mm. groundbreaking sex scene this was. This man just pulling a mask down, just like biting on her nose. That's right. Yeah, doing that. Yeah, no, you have to. That's the that's 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 a sex noise. That's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I say when I'm not. Um, so Kramer comes in and announces that he's seen Salman Rushdie at the health club. Hmm. Oh, man. Um, we then cut to the Georgia. Oh, fuck. We to then the cut to the sauna. <laughs> what has happened to my brain? Yeah, we cut to, we cut to Donbass. Uh, yeah, we cut to the Georgia where, where George is enjoying a beautiful kachapuri. Kramer is getting a massive back piece tattoo and turns over to the Ukrainian paramilitary behind him and goes, This is the Hindu one, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Love the ass off, guys. Anyway, um, we're in the sauna, which is in New York. Um, uh, George is talking about how he can't play it cool with Betsy because he likes her too much. What is going? I don't. I don't understand this either. Betsy is, if anything, one of the least remarkable women that George has been dating in in the show Seinfeld. You're supposed to think that um, him getting to like her has happened, like kind of outside the boundaries of the show. Also, remember, like not even made out. But also, remember, George is. Um, a chaotic being. He's mm. he's a little he's a little gremlin. he's a little gremlin. Like what he likes and what he dislikes, mm. it's like it's it's unknowable to us. To us, mm. he is as a god. We have right, no okay. way of interpreting or like even guessing at his at his motivations. Okay, that's so he likes someone. Yeah. 
We don't know why. We don't get told. Mm. We don't deserve to be told because it's part of Costanza's plan. I see, right. Yeah, the grand cosmic machinery yeah, of George Costanza. You just have to trust. Yeah. You have to have faith in Costanza. It's like, if, it's like if Jerry's friend was just like Tiamat hanging around, like unknowable and just sort of like, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Like the, like the sea. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, George is saying he likes too much. And then Kramer goes, oh, it's like a sauna in here. Great bit. And then uh, Jerry and George don't care for the bit. No, they're talking about it, which is a lot like this podcast. Um, they're talking about this funeral. And then Jerry's like, you should go to the funeral. You'll be the consolation guy. That's instant boyfriend status. And then he's like, but it's in Detroit. That's going to be an expensive flight. And then Kramer's like, why don't you get the death in the family fair? They give you 50% off. Is this a real thing that exists? Uh, I believe it is. I don't know if it still exists. Um I've definitely been able to uh, cancel a flight with no fee because of a death in the family. I think there are special dispensations made yeah. for things like it. I think the bereavement rate is real. What's wild to me is that he thinks a flight to Detroit is expensive because <laughs> Detroit's not far from here. Mm. Like that's not a, it's like flying to Chicago. It's like two hours. Yeah, they like, can yeah. very easily have more. made <clears throat> the flight to somewhere a bit further it's away. It's like fly to Los Angeles yeah. or something or to, you know. Maybe he just no, thinks I mean, like any out of pocket expenditure sure is a lot. All live in Moab, Utah. Um, yeah, like it, New York to Detroit in the '90s feels like a shuttle flight that's operating, you know, twelve times a day or something. It just seems like it shouldn't cost that much money. That's my okay, take. Well, no, 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 no. It's like it's a very important aspect of the uh, fact check portion of the show. Um, yeah, that's right. And we are compiling these into a big dossier. And when we're done um, with, I think season six, we're going to send them all to Larry David. Um, yeah, just a bit of feedback but just, on Seinfeld. But, but just to make sure that he knows that, like, we are fans and he's not, like, he shouldn't be, like, frightened of us. Well, like, I don't know, put in some, like, bath salts mm. or something and sprinkle them across the, like, across yeah. the seam of the envelope just and so that it's bath clear. Salts, that, the drug. Just so that we're clear that we're communicating as uh, friends and fans. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's right. Mm. And a bit of bonus anthrax because we know that he likes that. Yeah. 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 Mm. Maybe some lavender to relax. <laughs> lavender out. anthrax. What I like to do is um, grind almonds into a fine powder and <laughs> sprinkle them into every letter that I send. Just because people love the yeah. smell of almonds. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly, yeah. The bitterer the better. Ooh, beautiful amaretto mm. letter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we're back in the sauna, but this time Elaine's in there, the lady sauna. And uh, she sees <laughs> sauna she ladies. sees uh, Sidra come in with her maids in waiting um, and take off her sackcloth. And then she's like, oh, if it isn't Silicon Valley, she thinks to herself. It's pretty funny. Elaine doing fun little bits to herself <laughs> in her own head. <clears throat> she's it's remembering written, them. She's writing Phoebe them down. In my notes. Hey. <laughs> you don't know what I do in my own head. Um, no, and that is because you have never Gundam controlled me. That's right. And um, yeah, so then Sidra is saying to her friend, oh, he's, he's not, he doesn't want to see me again. He says he's going back to his old girlfriend. Yeah, he says she's mentally ill. And then uh, Elaine does a face. And I don't know. It looks like I've written oh, no. great Raffi, but I feel like that can't be. <laughs> mentally ill. Yeah, this says, this, <laughs> this says great Raffi, but I don't, what, I, don't what, I don't know what that could possibly Oh, this is the appearance of the great <laughs> Raffi. arrives. Whenever Who Raffi's not on screen, for Salman Rushdie. people should be asking, "Where's Raffi?" Are you just? Did, are you trying to remember the part where Elaine trips and falls? And no, grabs no, that's, the, that's the next. Tits? No, I'm trying mm. to read this word. It says "Great Raffi." 
It's, we don't know what I that means. I think this is referring to the part where Elaine's like, oh, sorry, I couldn't help but overhear. And then she starts, and then they start having a conversation about, and then she says something about Jerry, which I presume is what I've tried to communicate with this <laughs> thing that. With the great Raffi. Says great Raffi, yeah. Oh, oh, it's, oh, I got it. It says great Nazi. Great Nazi. That's it, it, it does. does oh, it does say it, great Nazi. Fuck. Well done, Matty. <laughs> Matty, from having not looked at my writing, the fact that you've managed to get that mm. is incredible. Yeah, so Sidra as a little callback. To How can I not read my own hand? Well, my I, hand, I don't even either. have bad handwriting. No, that I feel. I feel like something. I feel like something happened to you. Feel like something happened to you while you were writing it. It's a very funny. It's very funny to say that Jerry Seinfeld would be a great Nazi. But it's a. It's a. It's yeah, a. It's a, it's a, it's a callback it's, it's, it's to the limo. It's a very good bit. Do you think? Absolutely, because that's when Kramer's like, "Oh yeah, like Jerry's the leader of the Aryan Union. Think how neat he is." And that's why Citra uh, says that he'd make a great Nazi because he's always like neat and ordered. How does she even know what a Nazi is? Do they have those in The Witcher? They have a kind of Nazi adjacent. Nazi yeah. adjacent. What's well, all like I mean, the Ustizer? Like Nazi coded and minors. Yeah, they definitely got Nazis in Poland. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You know. If, no Famously. fun thing that you can do when you're yeah. watching The Witcher is every time he shows up, you say, that's The Witcher, let me put you in the picture. And whoever's mm. watching it with you uh, enjoys that very much. Mm. Mm. That's The Witcher, let me order a picture of Woo Woo, a great drink for a night out with the girls. We also all enjoy the show The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Weatherspoons. <laughs> the, sh- <laughs> the show is sponsored by a promotional consideration from mm. The Witcher. Yeah, so they're talking about Jerry and Elaine's like, oh yeah, no, I know the type. And then she falls over and sort of lunges at She kind of trips and she grabs at them to break her fall. Her her wenchly bosom. Um, Well, like Jerry's issue is that that implants won't feel the same as the big soft soft titties he's come to expect. I think that's yeah. his issue. I think implant technology had, had a ways I to think go. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's like he's no condom yeah. gang. It's the same logic. He's you know. Have you ever felt an an implant? No, I don't think I have. Why wouldn't it? Wouldn't bother. Like it's one of those things where it's, it's so tangent. Like you're looking at a woman this hot, and you're like on the suspicion that she might have fake tits. I'm going to not go on a second date with her. It's just these are the actions of a madman. You should be sectioned for this. Well, he says he doesn't mind a phony personality, but he's got to draw the line somewhere. Hmm. I wrote Milo in my notes there. <laughs> yep, so did I. Good. Okay, excellent. Um, well, I, I have felt I have felt breast implants because mm. a girl that I used to uh, go to dance classes with had them done and she uh, physically grabbed my hands and put them on them because she was like, look, feel, they don't even feel that hard. And I was like, okay. Um, mm. They did feel pretty hard, to be fair. Oh. Um, you don't know how hard they were before. I she know might what, have just been a hard-breasted woman. I know what feel like. Hard-breasted woman. breasts were hard, guys. Yeah, it's an Eagles song. <laughs> uh, it's a B-side. Hard-breasted woman. That sounded a bit... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Et <cetera>. Stay away <laughs> from me. Stay away Jerry from Seinfeld, me. lead singer of the Guess Who. Yeah. Um, look. Uh, yeah, some, Jerry some women have harder breasts than others. Look, let's not get some into it. Some women have harder breasts than others. It's like it's like anything. Yeah, okay. There's variation. Yeah, you know? but what? But what's a hard? What is a hard breast? You mean like a firm breast? Look, that's semantics. It's let's not, not semantics. Hard and firm are different no, things. We got to dig into. Yeah, this let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Pert. Okay, first of all, what are you doing with the noses? Second, 
nothing of note. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Why, hey, Milo? Can you give us a number on the Mo's hardness scale? <laughs> <laughs> where where like breasts diamonds. Stops becoming attractive yeah. to you? Corundum yeah. titties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Felspar titties softer. Uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, tungsten Chalk titties crumbling in your hands. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. the, 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 the titties like the White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. That Vera Lynn rack. <laughs> <laughs> Bluebirds over the White Cliffs of Dover is actually it's actually like an obscene euphemism mm. <laughs> about uh, coming on a woman's breast. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> that, that, that's the Bluebirds. Uh, mm. In engineering school, there's a thing called a, a Charpie V-notch high-impact strain test where you would take this big this big machine, there was a big hammer, and you would cut a V-notch into a piece of material and you swing this big hammer into it to determine a bunch of uh, properties of the matter. And I'm just thinking about you <laughs> down at the sauna <laughs> doing that to a titty. Getting affirmative <laughs> consent. I'm having a little kind of readout dial like, yeah, no, 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 this is, a, yeah. this is chalk level. Mm. <laughs> it's a crumbly tit. This is a crumbly titty. It's potassium at most in mm. terms of firmness. <laughs> Highly reactive tits. <laughs> you put them in water, they burst into purple flame. It's yeah. cool. Very witcher again. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> that would be that would be her. Um, yeah, maybe she has potassium tits. That's something they don't address in this episode. Um, so in the apartment, Elaine is explaining she used the tits to break her fall, and then she's like, "And they're real." And he's like, what do you mean they're real? You have no breast-touching experience. And then she's like, I've touched my own. Jerry's like, so have I. I don't think that's a good answer from Jerry. Like, what? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't eradicate her breast-touching experience. Yeah. Jerry should... Yeah, but he's still right, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yonder. Acknowledge women's breast-touching experience. Um, Kramer and George are at the airport buying the flights, and um, they, they discover you need a death certificate to get the discount. Like, you just pay the full amount now, and then you bring the death certificate, and we refund half of it. And then George is like, what kind of sick person would fake having a death in the family to get a cheap airline ticket? Um, although, something that strikes me as odd is, like, he he could just be honest about this whole situation, because if he's her boyfriend, this kind of is a death in the family, so this sort of a... I think, I think the idea is that you only get the discount if you are an immediate family member. Yeah. Like not just like some fly by yeah. night boyfriend, just a little stray. Ob- the rules of fly the by night boyfriend, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or not, like, not a little, uh, little stray observation in this scene here. Mm. I really like that f- that Kramer has a frequent flyer number. Why does Kramer mm. need a frequent flyer number? Where's he going? Where's Sex he going trips. with all that cake? Yeah, <laughs> Boris Johnson's house. Am I right? Oh, are we doing to- are we doing topical oh, now? Topical. It's are not you- going to be topical <laughs> by the time it comes out. Thing, have I got news for you? Mm-hmm. Style. <laughs> I'm, I mean, here's stuff. I'm holding my pen and going, hmm. Um, yeah. Is there a dolphin in a bathtub? You want to see my Ian Hislop face? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's quite demonic. Quite good, though. I don't know who that He's is. He's one of the presenters who I've got. He makes that face. Makes that face. Yeah. He's, he's a fairly nice man, to be fair. I'm sure he's a delightful yeah. man, but he does do that face. He, he does do a face sometimes, yeah. One more time. Oh, you. Phoebe. Um, <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm. um yeah, and so then we cut to the back to the apartment. Um, Ten dollars Il- subscribers get a picture of that. Elaine and Jerry are still arguing, which is when Jerry says, "I don't mind a phony personality, but I got to draw the line somewhere." And then Kramer comes in, and Elaine's like, "I saw that guy at the club. He's not Salman Rushdie." I, I love that. I love the I love the, the the way she delivers that line that she just goes, "He's not Salman Rushdie." Mm. 
And I, I, what I felt, I, I felt as though this episode was like um, missing something from from Kramer it, further, like where it could have been like, I'm going to kill him and claim the reward from the Iranians, you know, like like a, like a greater <laughs> plan. He just is the Kramer plot is just kind of like I'm going to figure out if this man is Salman Rushdie, and he never he never does. No, what he doesn't. Does. No. It's just like a, it's like it's it's a love, it's like a lovely little kind of sort of mm. curio. Yeah. Mm. It, rem- it reminds me. Of, I've, of told, I've told you about my friend episode. from school who was convinced that he'd met Berlusconi on the Northern Line, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by seventeen-year-old girls. Sorry, he was surrounded by seventeen-year-old girls. I don't think so. Imagine having a bunga bunga party on the Northern Line. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, because he was hugely late to meet us, and his excuse was that he had been talking to Berlusconi about the new economic plan, and he'd just like lost track of the stops. And so it ha- Sorry, you saw Silvio Berlusconi on the fucking train and you decided to start talking about policy? Okay. That um, was- he was, was talking to some Italian guy. He was not talking I, to Berlusconi. I'm just like, I can name 75 things I'd rather talk to Silvio Berlusconi about than like this was quite. This was quite a long like time insane. ago. So this was before we knew the really interesting mm. stuff about Berlusconi. As far I don't as we think there's concerned. ever been a pre-interesting period for Berlusconi. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, He's anyway, for a that is what my friend from. That is what my right. my pal. A member of the pizza tribe. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza yeah, I was going to say, you could ask him for a yeah, pizza. Yeah, he's a, he's a well-known <laughs> pizza monger. It's actually called a pizzaiolo. <laughs> That's a separate shop in Italy, the pizza monger. Yeah. Where you go for yeah. the pizza. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's sort of like Italian Fresh Costco. Uh, so. There's a really wonderful Italian novel called The Pizza Monger's Wife, which I uh, suggest mm. that you Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a heart-rending tale of pizza. Searing um, meditation on love and loss. Yeah. Kramer's in the sauna, and he's talking to the alleged Salman Rushdie. Um, and he's like, oh, it's like a sauna in here. Trying that one again. Respect Kramer for recycling a bit, you know? Rushdie likes it. Yeah. And then he's like, it's like the desert in here. <laughs> you ever been to the <laughs> Mideast? <laughs> and the guy tells him he's called Sal Bass. And he's a writer. Um, inconclusive. Then inconclusive. we cut to the funeral. George well, it's, is being it's introduced. Not, it's, it's conclusive. It's absolutely Sal, not Sal Rushdie. Funny. Sal Bass is the name of a famous designer already. Ah. Hmm. Like, He's like the guy that did all the the cool titles for uh, Alfred Hitchcock. And he's in this episode of Seinfeld. (laughs) And he's in this episode of Seinfeld pretending to be Salman Mm. Rushdie. That's right. Well, that's interesting. You'd recognize his work. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know know exactly. Now you've said it, I know exactly who you mean, but I just didn't Mm. know that was his name. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And of course, course we see Salman Rushdie many, many years hence in uh, in Cub. When um, Larry has the fatwa. Salmon Salmon Rushdie Salmon Rushdie for advice. Does look a bit like um Larry David in a kind of ridiculous disguise. Salmon Rushdie it They must, have exactly the same absolute, hairline. There's absolutely no way that Salmon Rushdie doesn't absolutely lay pipe. Have you seen the women <laughs> Yeah, no, that it's, it's Salmon, much like a Seinfeld yeah. character. Salmon Rushdie's mm. always dating the most beautiful Literally women. Literally the most the beautiful women in the world. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. So he's he's mm. definitely He's really he's he's not doing anything weird with their noses. I'll tell you, he's going right in for right in for the erogenous zones. The, when when he when he pulls out the fatwa, no the one likes it, like, but they respect it when it's done correctly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
Not an amateur like yeah. Milo. Yeah, just just I'm fumbling pulling, around just in there. away at the nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his, like, his little cotton the... buds just like trying to, you know, pair up with the nostrils. <laughs> yeah. That's how you'd open up a nostril if you wanted to pear up it. Do you want to have it. sex? Sorry, I've not brought my cotton buds. Yeah. That's going to be the <laughs> my, main My issue. sounding rods, but for the nose. <laughs> nostril sounding. <laughs> my yeah. nose beads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my nose beads. I like to rip them out of the nose just as I'm going to come. <laughs> That's what ladies love. Sorry, I just got this. Somebody's just get a bit of snot on the bed. It's not ideal. Of having yeah. like like nasal beads, but it just looks like a child with a bead stuck up their nose. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but it's on a string. Uh, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's really that. Oh, that's done me in. That's very true. So yeah. George's at the funeral. He's been shoes as, as the boyfriend. Ever he goes, and he's like, "Well, if this is the boyfriend, this is where you have to be." Um, and it's kind of unclear as to why she's telling everyone. Because have they even had sex? Is that sort of implied at this point? Isn't the idea that George is going to the funeral so that they might have sex? I think that's the idea. And unless you're supposed to think that he's just made his move as soon as like. As soon as he's learned that her aunt has just died. On in a plane, kind of a, well, off. sex and death, sex and death, two sides mm. of the same coin, let's, let's <laughs> you go. Know, the French actually call it le petit mort. I've, uh, I've got my cotton buds here, so if you want me to take <laughs> your mind mm. mm-hmm. off your aunt, do I some think death nasal is a horny inspection. Time, to be fair. I think the bereavement is a horny time. Okay. You can... <laughs> Do you want to expand on that? I, I, around, I would say around around the time of my father's death, I had an un- an unusually high amount of sex. Not like crazy amount, not like a, not like out of the way, but like above average. Yeah, this is like an established. Yeah. I feel was like that, was uh, that sort from, of... coming from you, or was that, or was that coming from her? She wasn't horned <laughs> just up, ravenous for by... that. Oh yeah, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was just like a kind of. Get that recently bereaved dick. There's a lot of, uh, well, you go to a funeral, there's a lot of women wiping their noses there. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What is crying but lubrication for the nose when you what think it, about what it? What is right? not but the nut of the nose? Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like squirting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. mostly piss, but, you know, not yeah, all. Not all. Mostly, mostly like squirting. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> that's what people don't know about snot. Yeah. I know someone who um, who ended up having sex with a girl in a bathroom at like one of his friends' funerals, huh. which I thought was pretty extraordinary. Yeah, kind of cool though, you know. So we all agree that bereavement is a very horny time. Yeah, I think if at my funeral someone wants to get it away in the toilet, I'd be like, fair play. I will haunt them if someone does that to, does that at my funeral. I want people to be inconsolable. Definitely but what if that's horny. the only way they can console themselves? No, that's exactly my point. I don't want them to console themselves. I want well, them to be fail, grieving me. But they're so they're so desperate to try and console themselves that that's the best no, they can come no, up no, with. No, I'm still not, still not, still not into it. <laughs> but they nut, but it brings them no joy at all. Yeah, I think I think funeral. If only Phoebe was here, <laughs> this pussy doesn't pop anywhere near as much. Yeah, like there should be some sort of signifier. Maybe like the bereaved could be wearing a ribbon of a color or not a, of a different color. Mm-hmm. You know, if like this is a funeral you're supposed to fuck at, this one you're not <laughs> to fuck at. <laughs> Do you like a traffic light system? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It depends um, which which pocket you have your crying hanky in. That's the whole. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like red, like no fucking at this funeral. Green, go fucking buck wild. And if it's yellow, it's like. You know, if you came with someone, you guys can go fuck if you want, but don't go pick somebody up. Yeah. You know, like I think okay. that's yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. on a case by case basis on the, the yellow. That's right. mm. Okay. 
go see the go see the adjudicator at the back yeah, of the room. The- <laughs> They'll let you yeah. know. Yeah, usually the go funeral the director. In some cases, <laughs> the priest. Yeah. <laughs> But like it's really, it's um it's really you've got to be really careful because if you're at a Jewish funeral you have to get a Cohen to tell you whether or not you can. Someone has to watch to make sure the cum goes directly into the another person yeah. and not. Is that uh, a thing at Jewish funerals? You, know, you need a Cohen. At Jewish funerals, you have to have co- a Cohen to be a pallbearer if you if you it's a if it's an Orthodox funeral. That, that seems odd. There was this. There was a lot of there was this whole there was this whole business at my. Sure, but there aren't that many Jews. I mean, there was this whole business at my great aunt at my great aunt's funeral because there weren't enough Cohens. <laughs> there to was lift this the, whole business. There was a whole business, a whole hoo ha. Mm. Um. Uh, oh no, a hoo ha. A kerfuffle. <laughs> That's good. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they, they didn't have enough Cohens to to uh, to carry the coffin. So Wait, my, they, they all have to be Cohens. Yeah. and so my and so my grandmother said, well. I'm a Cohen, and she was my sister. Can I do it? And they were just like, "No, of course not." You've got your fanny hands. You'll get him on the coffin. You know, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've been to a Jewish funeral that has pallbearers at it, and that's probably why. It's <laughs> just running. That's, not enough that's Cohen. Really, simply not enough Cohen. The coffin simply floats down. To be fair, this happened when no, I was like we, a little kid. So, like, the, so this is like a story that was told to me by my mother. So I don't know. I don't know if it was just. Flavor, telling me kind of bedtime story. <laughs> most most of Judaism is a not in the Torah and b flavor text. Yeah. like that's almost yeah, all yeah. of it. Like it's, it's vibes it's only. Like that's why that's yeah. why Jewish funerals always have the yellow fuck flag. That's right. Yeah, you can only fuck a Cohen. At a you Jewish got, funeral, yeah, and you so got you got to ask a. They have to be a rabbi and a Cohen, so it's it's yeah. tricky. If yeah. you want to if you want to fuck a non Cohen, there has to be a Cohen involved as a three way, <laughs> or or an observer. Yeah. This is all in the Talmud. Videographer, yeah, yeah. it's in the it's in the, the the commentaries. Like if you look at like if you look at my monodays, it's all in there. That's all right. Yeah. It's all in there. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a fascinating. I I have to say the, the the prize of most persnickety religion has to go to Judaism. I just I respect it more oh, every yeah, time. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're um, persnickety people. Yeah. It's it's somehow both the most persnickety and the most uh, loophole centric yeah, one. Absolutely. Where it's very much like, hey, you're not allowed to use elevators on Saturdays, and then it's like, also the elevator will stop at every floor on Saturday, so don't worry about it. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, we can do a special ribbon in a triangle, and then you can like go in the middle of the triangle and just do whatever need whatever you kind of actually need to do in the in it's the like, triangle. Yeah, um, yeah, most of most of Manhattan is technically a house. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do to like a one big string? Can you believe there are people who bother to ask the question why there are quite a lot of Jewish lawyers? <laughs> Imagine growing up in this culture and not being a lawyer. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. It's a very scholarly sort of yeah. yeah it's all it's all arguing. Um, Reading and arguing—that's like the two we do. two pillars mm. of being a lawyer. <laughs> the two pillars of Judaism. Yeah. yeah, there are only two. We could. We we're gonna yeah. ha- gonna have a third, and then yeah. it turned into a row. Yeah. And then more we broke the lunch. The, the portico that Judaism sits on is supported by these two. But you weren't going for like a full colonnade. It was. It was a more modest. It's a full colonnade. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, hey Mara, what the fuck? Anti-Semitic just suggests it's not a full colonnade. <laughs> a porch. <laughs> That's a slur. <laughs> yeah. So George is talking to the priest. He's eating lots of sandwiches. Great Raffi sounds like a kind of circus master. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, and then uh, George is like, can I ask you a question? Uh, who would I ask about a death certificate? Uh, then cuts the apartment. I like the priest. Um, I like Betsy's he was, like, he, he was making decisions, priest. which yeah. I like. Um, I like his kind of saturnine affect. Mm. I like that he wants to get a snack. I find that very relatable. 
because I like snacks. I'm just trying right, to. I'm okay. just trying to. You know. You know. Help reach hands across the aisle. Uh, come to a place of understanding with with Father Jessup, mm. the, the wasp priest, and uh, the I'll wasp do that priest. He coordinates of- the wasps. <laughs> <laughs> We're praying to the wasp god. The wasps <laughs> pray to the wasp god, or is there a wasp mm. god that is in charge of the wasps? Maybe I hope so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he's in charge, he's more of a wasp lord. Mm-hmm. Like a mm. god is sort of like not in charge necessarily. Wasps are very doctrinaire like that. Bees have a more sort of fluid. So did God God make the wasps or were the wasps made by the wasp God? It's a good question. Do you think, <laughs> do you think God had sort That's of competitors? That's a very good question, Phoebe. What do the rest of you think? Mm. I think God made the wasps. I think it's included in the animals mm. when they say, was it day, it's like day four? It's like animals. Do they have wasps on the ark? The wasp on the panel going, oh, so you're saying we're animals. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The wasp on the panel. Mm. Mm. Wasp on the panel. Oh, the fourth person on this like podcast a, 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 who's a wasp. He can only disagree. That's right. Yeah, that's all he can do. Um, that's kind of the wasp's thing, though. It's a very, it's a very uh, disagreeable religion, being a wasp. Kramer does the bzzzt wrongo. In this episode, I forgot to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he says, oh, it's not Salman Rushdie, and he goes, wrong. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, this is just this is just the very part that we're coming to. Um, so uh, Jerry and, wait, hang on, no, sorry, back at the, wait, 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 I'm skipping ahead here, sorry, the notes. So we've just left, we've just right. left Betsy's yeah. family's Apartment, house. Jerry and Kramer, they're having this discussion about uh, Salman Rushdie versus Sal Bass, and Kramer is saying, see, he just substituted a different fish, he went bass <laughs> instead of salmon. Um, and Jerry's like, you need to leave, this hot chick is coming over. <laughs> Also, Never Jerry, says Jerry, that, Jerry says that it's, that it's like salmon, not salmon, um, yeah. which I am surprised that he knows this because it has been, it has been repeated, repeated, repeated that, uh, that Jerry gets all of his culture from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm. Well, because Salmon Rushdie is in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. It was, they felt the need to weigh in on the whole sort of fatwa thing. <laughs> mm. yeah, they, brought, they brought Looney Tunes back. For one episode, and it was about Salman yeah. Rushdie. Salman Rushdie turns to Bugs Bunny being hunted by Elmer Fudd and goes, you know, there are some people hunting me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every American saw that. That's right. The Satanic Verses actually does refer to a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Because Bugs is a damned creature. He is, yeah. Oh, so the Looney Tunes episode was sort of a rebuttal. Yeah. Mm. They were being, they were giving, they were giving equal time. Yeah. yeah. So then we're back at the sense. we're back at the funeral, and the <laughs> doctor is asking George, "Why do you need a death certificate?" And he's like, "I'm trying to make a sort of rudimentary scrapbook." This is such a good lie. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. him like his idea being that he's going to present Betsy with a scrapbook about her dead aunt with a mm. death certificate <laughs> at the back, just so at the end you're clear on where we stand on the aunt thing. Like she is dead. <laughs> this is the end of the story. This just is not to, a to be continued. There will be, be no thinking, further scrapbooks. Yeah, yeah, this isn't the notebook. Return yeah. in dot, dot, dot. You're not going to finish reading this, and then suddenly I'm going to realize I'm your aunt. So no, we'll hunt her. That's right. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, and then George is uh, he's dip- he's dipping his chip, and uh, chip. Betsy's brother is like, "Timmy, did you just double dip that?" And he's like, "That's how I do." He's like, "You just take one dip and end it." He's like, "Well, I don't dip that way." And they get into a physical fight. I don't. Okay. I don't think that you should be going hog wild on the dip at a funeral. I think you should probably be a bit more ascetic 
and like mm. a little bit more respectful. A respectful dip. Yeah. A somber kind of respe- dip. Yeah, a somber chipping. Like if anything, it looks you like should it's be just using sour cream as well, which is a pretty boring dip. dip for an already quite plain chip. Well, the thing about wasps is they're very boring. So I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that there's food period at a wasp funeral. They're very mm. much like uh, no food at all and just vodka <clears throat> sort of ah. affairs. Uh, and then it's just all yeah, like, I, I just mm. yeah. yeah, that's right. Because well, wasps can't really eat food in the way that we. <laughs> <laughs> they love vodka. They do love vodka because mm. wasps are all Russian. Uh, a, a British, a British wasp funerals. They love sherry. This is a big, oh yeah, it's a big tradition of mm. having sherry for some reason. But then also terrible food, like bad sandwiches, yeah. <clears throat> bad canapes. We always get. The the funeral spread when I've gone to a Jewish funeral is always a good deli platter. Yeah, mm. baked meats, a lot of baked meats. What is it? Yeah, I guess I would call it a baked meat <laughs> a phrase I've never heard before. A baked meat. It's called a deli. Yeah, or it's you know like your. It would be a roasted meat, I guess. Nice no, baked meat. Yeah, baked meat. <laughs> roasted meat is boiled meat. shit. It's, this is baked meat. That's I'll right. have you know. This meat has been it's been broiled. The light of God. Yeah. Mm. I always have this weird association with the only ever time I've ever had tongue, like the meat, mm. like the deli meat, is only at funerals because they always have it for the old people because they're the people that like it. Yeah. Oh, like elderly Jewish people love tongue. They love beef oh, tongue, yeah. Tongue. It's pretty good on a sandwich. I don't eat, I don't um, eat red meat, so it's probably, it's probably yeah, a little it's bit lost on me, like but like the other... idea of eating a tongue actually makes me feel quite unhappy. <laughs> It is. It is in the shape of a yeah, tongue. Yeah, I'm plate. sure it is. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I. I just feel like that's just too a visceral mm. image to present me with. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm well, not I mean, about you're that. You're already tongue. at a funeral. You're already horny. That's true. I'm already yeah, horny. Right. So what? You're gonna present yeah. me with a tongue? What do you think I'm gonna do? A big cow a, tongue. A big cow tongue. Imagine getting oh. head off a cow. <laughs> oh, laying mini oh, eggs at the other oh, end. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> sprinkling, sprinkling some grass on your pussy to encourage the cow to. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get a lab today, technician like, to come around and some shine and torch in his eyes after we're done here. Don't worry. Not to, not to do any kind of test, but just to punish me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how mm. earlier this morning, I was like, or when I go on the show, I'm going to not talk about so much about Superman nutting in me. <laughs> um, mm. And I'm like, no, here we are at a getting head from a cow at a funeral. Yes, we ended up. I don't judge anyone's culture, and if you want to get, if you try and tamp down one aspect of his personality, it's going to bubble up somewhere else. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's somewhere it's, much worse. Whack a mole. Yeah, um, it is whack a Milo. That's right. That's right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, back at Jerry's apartment. Whack-a-Molo. Uh, in my notes, it says, "God, this woman is hot." Yeah, she's very um, hot. Yeah, uh, they, they they we have a reprise of the sides of the sofa thing. Jerry and George lives in simpatico, symbiotic yeah, little, as little always. Little there. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't like, discuss whether or not George is right or Timmy is right. We didn't adjudicate on the subject of the chip dipping. I think double dipping is fine as long as you're being judicious with it. I think you don't want to be like really moistening up a chip and dipping that side. But if you're yeah. kind of dipping the other end of the chip, yeah, I think I that's think fine. It, yeah, if you use I the other it, end, who I cares? Think it's mm. fine. I think the issue is just psychological. It's like um, people won't go go and piss in a toilet bowl that's already got piss in it. But why? Why not? What do you care mm. about pissing on someone else's piss? Mm. It's not like mm. you're. It's not like you were obliged to put it on your skin. Mm. Wait, how do you piss? And also, someone might have just squirted in there. You don't know. I get yeah. Don't when I go to the bathroom, I get <laughs> yeah. my whole body in the toilet. Oh, okay. I, just, I get my whole like I squat my entire body. Well, inside. that prevents oh, it. Okay. I feel so... like this is like a kind right. of like. 
uh, like diaspora cultural difference. So yeah, like the American maybe, maybe tradition, the American British thing. tradition, feels like a bit different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's like mm. it's different. Like you have to get in the whole toilet here. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't. Which is why American toilets are so tall. Yeah. Okay. If you've seen yeah, them, yeah, yeah. The, the, the bowl yeah. is very, very tall. Yeah. Almost like a Japanese tub, and you just kind of <laughs> get in. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know what a Japanese tub was the other day until our friend started saying about how they have a Japanese tub at their house, and I, I really want one now. Oh yeah, the the, the tall the tall yeah, the bath tall bathtub. Mm. I love this idea. Yeah. Like a, like a bath because, for old people with the door in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like in Tampopo, the guy's in the tall tub and he's in his cowboy hat and it's very good. I would I think really like a, a tall tub. My mum once made an excellent point to me about the door, the bathtubs with a door in them, which is that the logical implication of that is that you have to get in the bath, close the door and fill up the bath with you inside it. And then you have to completely drain the bath when you're done before getting out. Yeah. So you do you have a better way to piss? <laughs> <laughs> like, what an ordeal that would be! I always drain the bath before getting out. What? I drain the bath. You before just getting sit out. in the bath until it's empty. Yeah. Slowly becoming colder, and more exposed. <laughs> more exposed to what? Oh, there's like a water line. You know, you become more exposed to the air. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll get up and I shower while I wait for the tub to drain. Oh. But you can just, uh, both of you are unaware of the fact that you don't, the trouble drain itself, you can just get out and leave it to do that. You can go about your day. You don't need to wait. You don't need to watch it. You don't need to be like, I want to make sure that this is drained. Okay. Well, first of all, we've had, we've had problems with that in the past. So yes, I do need to make sure I need to supervise it. Going around your parents for a shower, are you? Sorry? I was referencing the fact that every time you have a shower at your parents, they bring up one time when you'd spilt water on the floor. They Even though they've that. since fixed that plumbing issue many years ago. Yeah, they fixed that about what, 20 years ago. One notorious shower of Phoebe's in like 1998, yeah. which caused Which wasn't even havoc. me. There's still no proof no. that that was me. <laughs> okay. Water started, <laughs> water started coming through the light. You're doing OJ Simpson on this. Look, if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> if I took that shower, which I didn't, here's what I would have done. Saying. Yeah, no, no, I, I, let, I let it drain all the way out, and then like, and then I'm basically more or less dry, and I don't have to start like messing around with, with you know, with towels, like I'm some kind of you know messing towel around witch. with towels. <laughs> Sorry, messing around with yeah. towels. Mm. I don't like dry. What does that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dry myself off. I get out and just uh, like what, <laughs> like a Labrador. Yeah. yeah, you just shake. Yeah, shake the drops off on all fours. Or yep, <laughs> has to be, otherwise it doesn't work. Just imagine just like George stood there holding up a towel and then you're just like shaking and getting it all over his face. And he's like, oh, you're supposed to use the towel. Well, that, that's that's a bit close to home. It's a bit, it's a bit more accurate than it, than it should, than it should be. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't believe in towels. I see. Well. Living a sort of feral look, lifestyle. A, look, it's pretty cool. Look, they hated me because I spoke the truth. But mm. a, couple of years, a couple of years time, everyone is going to be Waking up to big towel mm. and their stranglehold like over your drying you experience. Like a nice soft towel. I have, like I have, ta- I have, I have very robe? nice mm. soft towels. That's not the issue. I'm Terry Cloth, and this is Britain's softest towels. <laughs> <laughs> Number one on the most scale. Yeah, that's right. It's quite. It's got a chalky it's a consistency. Crum- it's a crumbly towel. This one. <laughs> Don't get it near the crumbly tits. Yeah, oh, I hate people who've got hard towels. That's always bad. You hate them. They can't like the, help the, it. The towels at some the people's kind of house smell weird. Sorry? Well, but that, that's, I, th- I think that's mildew, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It's like they're yeah. kind of like they're clean out of the washing machine, but they smell like, um, like a little bit like meat, you know, not like Ooh. off meat, but just like 
Have a meaty d- smell. This is like how a serial killer talks. I like <laughs> to go outside <laughs> and I just smell the stinking flesh of the people around That's me. D- <laughs> <laughs> but they're all towels. I'm a serial the killer, but for towels. Smell. There's, d- there's <laughs> definitely a towel in shared house smell. Mm. Shared house with shared no, towel. Shared house with no dryer smell. Five guys living together, one towel. What? What's your problem? It's good for the environment. Yeah, I think the worst part of living with roommates was when we all had to take the shower together and get into one big towel. <laughs> 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 it was sort of like the Brady Bunch, you know. That was the That's right. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Look. So don't, don't get me started on peeing, which we all have to do at the same time. Also, and sooner or later, the, the towel just gets toilet. hard, and yeah. then you've got to mm. let it just walk to the washing machine on its own. That's right. Yeah. You know how you de-harden towels? Mm. Vinegar. Oh. A bit of white vinegar also in there. just put them in the tumble dryer for five minutes. Yeah, that also works, but a bit yeah. of white vinegar. Don't they smell like vinegar? Um, no, it evaporates. Mm. Interesting. Source for this claim. It evaporates, truly. <laughs> like, well, I, mean, I, I don't... Just dumping vinegar on a towel. <laughs> just I don't even just smell put it. it in there. <laughs> Do you know what? Put it in there. Don't put it anywhere else. Yeah, you put the vinegar in the wash, in the wash cycle, then you put it through a kind of wash cycle without any detergent in it. This feels like a ploy for you to make me ruin my towels, and then I don't want to use my towels anymore. And then you're like, "See, towels are bad. Um, they smell like vinegar." Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Jerry then says that he likes sitting on this side <laughs> of the room because he feels like he's driving. <laughs> um, he's that's fine. Yeah. He's then like, you know, who has mass? It's something you couldn't say in the UK because it'd be the other side. Um, and then he's like, uh, you know who had big breasts? Jane Mansfield. They were like just coming out of her top like they were choking her. And then uh, this woman goes, I hear that's how she died. That's a good bit. I think that's a pretty weird thing to say. Well, it's quite... Well, no, what Jerry's saying is weird. Her doing that as a riff is quite funny. Mm. I think Jerry's saying, because talking about how big this woman's breasts are and how they look like they were choking her, that's I odd. Think, I think you're being more forgiving of this woman's bits than you should be because she's so good looking. It's just, it's so rare to be on a date with a woman who attempts a bit, to be honest. I just, I, I respect that. I think that, I, it's, that's. Are you saying women aren't funny, Milo? I think that's still you. No. Is that what you're saying? I don't think men are funny either. No, no one's funny. Yeah, no. that's the thing. It's just people <laughs> are not, not even funny. He's not a misogynist. He I just, just hates everyone. I just don't have to go on dates with men. That's not. Yeah, that's true. Know. And thank God. I, I mean, the reviews I mean, I, are bad. I can, con- I can <laughs> confirm from several years spent on the apps. Uh, if you think women aren't funny, then. Oh boy, might I might I uh, familiarise you with the concept of men? <laughs> yeah, no one's funny. We've established this. Yeah. There are like four people who are funny. Yeah, they do the rest with mirrors. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah, four types of it's, women, uh, four it's types you, of funny. Me, Phoebe, yeah. and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the that's four it. people. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. All of us. Yeah, everyone else is just aping jokes of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, they're talking about like she didn't have. That's she didn't me have, aping a joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, the NFT of the joke. Um, they're talking about fake tits, and he's like, a lot of them, a lot of women are having them done. And then she's like, lots of people ask me if I've had my done, mine done. And then he's like, the nerve. And he's like, you know, some people ask me if you've had your tits done. And then she's like, what do you tell them? It's like, whatever you want me to tell them. And she's like, well, I think you're going to find out tonight. Can I just At say, that point, can just, I just have say, sex with this woman. Can like, I just say as well, so when she says, like, I don't know what I'm doing here, I must be crazy. It's true. What What is she doing there? If someone... Advancing the plot. If someone, <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, I, okay, fine. No, I understand that she's advancing mm. the plot. 
But then why have her draw attention to it by saying, I don't know what I'm doing here. I must be crazy. Have you it, brought me around here just to advance the plot? It doesn't, is make, that it what this doesn't is? make any sense that she would agree to see him again after the, mm. after the bullshit move he pulled on her. She's a high, she is a high quality set. She's a high quality broad. <laughs> yeah. She's broad she central. Diamond titties. Yeah. These diamond titties. That's the shape. Yeah. Both her titties look like that a player logo from The Sims. Yeah. Um, in that they that are means. green. Um, so uh, <laughs> the door goes, and uh, and uh, Jerry's like, "I'm not answering it." She's like, "What if it's emergency?" And he's like, "There aren't emergencies." And then it's Kramer. Uh, Kramer trying to enter the apartment while the door is locked is a genuinely funny mm. bit. I think at this point in the yeah. show, yeah. Since when has Kramer ever not entered the apartment of his own volition? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he wants to borrow Jerry's bathing suit, and then Jerry's like, "I don't want your boys down there." <laughs> Nothing fair. He's like, "What's wrong with my boys?" And I'm like, "I think this is reasonable." Would you let a friend borrow your bathing suit? I would if it was necessary. When's it Food necessary emergency. in the bathing okay. suit emergency? I can, I can clarify exactly what I mean by this. If we're like somewhere and I have a spare one and yeah. they don't have theirs, of course that would be a churlish not to let them. But if sure. they're like, I'm going on holiday, can I borrow your fucking? Ba-? I'd be like, no, fucking buy one. What's Why don't wrong they with have you? one? In your scenario. Well, maybe it's like, and, it, and maybe they forgot theirs, or it's like a kind of impromptu thing, and I just happened to have it's some. impromptu, and you have two. <laughs> I feel like it's more like I'm organized. <laughs> this is why all my fucking useless friends rely answer. on me, because I am the organized one. This is why you'd be a great Raffi. That's right. <laughs> I would be a great Raffi. <laughs> but, like, I, yeah, I mean, this is, I think it's a more common scenario if you, like, go over someone's house and they have a pool. Yeah, and you yeah, forgot yeah. your suit and they want, want to go for a swim, they always have one for you. I think I've been to someone's place with a pool maybe once in my entire life. Mm. Maybe it's less less common here to have a pool. Well, it certainly is because the weather's atrocious. Well, it's never warm. Yeah. Yeah, like mm. you, need, you need to be warm and for the sun to be out for a pool to be enjoyable. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Warm is when the temperatures are high and the sun oh, is the orb in okay. the sky. Oh, that is oh, like, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You don't yeah. take the moon, but during Okay, the day. sorry. Like, <laughs> thank you for explaining. A girl I was on a date with that. recently I'd... told me an amazing story about how she was on a flight to the UK and it was like four hours and she really wanted to sleep. So she took what she thought were four weed gummies, but was actually eight acid gummies. <laughs> and then proceeds to be having the absolute trip of her life while on a flight. So just having like the world's worst time is in like the aisle seat. So people keep being like, what, what is up with you? Um, and then she said they were like coming into land. She's like, and there's like loads of um, loads of clouds. She's like, I'm looking out over and you can't see through the clouds. And she's like, and I'm like hallucinating. She's like, I became convinced that the clouds were all the souls of the people that the British colonized who were like, we're not letting the sun in. They don't deserve the sun. And she's like, and then when we descended below the clouds and I got out, it was all gray. And I was like, I understand why it's gray all the time. It's because they're banned from the sun. <laughs> Honestly, 10 out of 10 story. One of the best things I've ever heard. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. You see... Seeing much assault, yeah. It's also the final model. Some women are funny. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes. Um, you should really exacerbate <laughs> your, I've your not earlier... I've not your, yet your met a... Thing I've not yet... By saying, see, some are funny. Like, you I've not just, yet met a funny man. The jury's just, out on that. I'm it. willing to, you know, be convinced. But um, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, Elaine comes in. She's just like... Kramer says he's showing her about Puerto Rico because he's like, because of that time when you two went down there. Look, I think 
that they could very, very easily have styled this out. There's nothing apart mm. from the holiday to Puerto Rico, but that could just be a friend thing. There is nothing to suggest that Elaine is the ex-girlfriend from the excuse. She could just say, oh my God, this is such a coincidence. How do you two know each other? Like they are both practice liars and practice psychopaths. Yeah. So I don't see why they can't get themselves out of this situation. Yeah, she's Matty. doing way too much Poirot stuff. Yes. I'm raising my hand. Um, it is because uh, on the last three pages of every Seinfeld script, everyone forgets that they're good at lying. Yeah. Okay. Ah, <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. They've entered the they've entered the terminus. They're entered pulling the, the yeah, broad okay. station. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's like the it's everyone, like the everyone, uh, there's a zone in like handball where you can't shoot from. That's the last three pages of the script. You're not allowed to lie. Well, this is yeah. This yeah. is the ultimate culmination in the no one learns anything principle of mm. the show. That at the end That's of right. it, everyone's soul is being prepared to be reborn. A new mm. for the next episode, so, ev- so everything starts have to be yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everything has to start being wiped, including mm. their ability to lie. But yeah, they could very easily have starred this one out. That explains why mm. at the end of every episode, Jerry and George and Elaine and Kramer are all wet and pink yeah. and you know dripping slime yeah, 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 using yeah. their veins yeah. and stuff. It's because they're new. Yeah, that's Brand right. New. Mm-hmm. So actually, the Brand the, new precious the angel outro babies. Seinfeld theme tune is covering the sounds of the rapture. Is going on the the slap bass rapture? <laughs> a sitcom where everybody at the beginning of every episode is a child, and at the end is an old person would be very good. <laughs> Starts over. That's a really time. good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's my Evangelion sitcom. Mm. All trapped in a loop. Um, and uh, and she the uh Terry Hatcher Sidra Sidra of Vengerberg. She storms out. <laughs> she's like, "You're both mentally ill." Um, and then she's like, and by the way, they're real and they're phenomenal or whatever. Spectacular. 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 Yeah. Milo, this is like a, a fucking cultural meme from the 90s. Oh, is it? The, it? They're real and they're spectacular. I will say this episode, this and the chip dip thing are two eternal fucking like zeitgeisty things Green. from this one episode that I did not realize were the same episode. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and then uh, we cut to George being kicked out of the funeral. And he's at the airline desk trying to use a picture of himself with the coffin to get the bereavement fair. <laughs> and that like, photo is so fucking good. I, yeah. I love I lo- the I love idea that, that he has paused being violently thrown out of the funeral in order to get the picture. Yeah, I maybe that's why he was thrown out. Um, I, I would accept the coffin picture if I was the airline. I'd be like, I that's close enough. I absolutely accept the coffin picture because it shows that they've definitely been at a funeral. I mean, presumably they haven't... Yeah gone to a funeral that nothing to also, do with. Also, it's the 90s, so someone else had to take it. He couldn't yeah. like do a surreptitious selfie while no one was looking. He had to be like, could you just take a picture of me with the dead aunt? There were timers in the 90s. No, but not on a Polaroid. I don't know. I think there might have been. But, like A Polaroid was quite a primitive camera, but I don't know. Maybe. But then you've got to set it up somewhere. I mean, people are going to notice. There's quite a lot of uh, work going into this. Yeah. Mm. Right. We close with a bit uh, where Jerry's talking about plastic surgery and he's like... Uh, you know, they're doing everything now. Liposuction. Sooner or later, you'll be able to get it in a restaurant. Like, I think Jerry's there's, suggestion there's, box, I think. I was going to say, there's something quite, like, Italian futurist about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better eat a bunch of ball bearings <laughs> yeah. and then get them sucked out of you. Yeah. Through your nose. That that bit was painful at the end. It really mm. was very bad. It's not, it's not a good bit. The opening bit was, like, stupid, but at least, like, a well-constructed comedy. Mm. Shit, yeah, set. the last bit was, th- that end oh, bit was phoning it in. Phoning it in. Yeah, had an extremely like brain. comedian reading out of their notebook kind of vibe. Like, I don't know, what <laughs> is, is that anything? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what do we got? 
well, like the end of a work in progress. They're just like, I'm just going to start reading the notes out from my notebook. You know, when you can tell that they're really just fighting for their life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's such a genre of guy. I know. Well, now it's a, yeah. now it's a dang phone yeah, when you go to the comedy phone. club. Oh, I, st- I still, see, I still see notebooks. Yeah. I'll see. I'll see a notebook. It is. It is more depressing when they bust out the phone. Yeah. Because then you're just looking at a guy scrolling through his phone. I always I quite like seeing the notebook. I think yeah. that's like. I, I always think that's take got paper a notes on stage because further a phone, than dash. Well, it locks, and then you have to, and that slows you down. Because then you got to unlock it again. That's now it's a nightmare. You got to. Also, you look like a dickhead scrolling through your phone. Yeah, yeah you do. On stage, like, there's no stagecraft to it. Mm. Whereas a notebook. What is the phone but a treadmill think- for the thumb? <clears throat> It's ridiculous. Milo, have you tried have you tried toting out like a really like gigantic leather bound tome? Oh, that would and, be like, good. it on a plinth. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, you, you know? think this is funny? This is just the tour, actually. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. funny. You should read it. Um oh, yeah, I see you're you're laughing at the Torah yeah. as you as you remove your <laughs> what, as you what move is, the yard from is your vest funny and you about the Torah. To Torah. Cancelling people for laughing at the Torah. Uh, yeah, I've trapped you, you into are laughing your, at the are Torah. your hands clean? <laughs> You're going to get foreskin on my Torah. <laughs> Got an entirely foreskin bound Torah. I can't work out whether that's like the most blasphemous possible or whether that's like the most kind of, whether that's yeah, the most the, in, Torah it's possible to be. In the desert for 40 years, there wasn't much material. Yeah, that's true. That's why they brought yeah, in like, circumcision. Like You've got to bind this book in something. Yeah. Everyone chips in. And also for quilting. I think mm. that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. One of the most efficient bits of skin to hold. <laughs> it's really like to make to bind one book. We've pretty much done the whole done the whole tribe. It's got but, a you certain know, elasticity. That is true. That is true. It does have a certain elasticity. Yeah, that's why you have to make a foreskin stretcher. Bring it with you in the desert. That's right. Really, it remains for us only to thank Maddie very much for joining us. Um, God. it has been a pleasure as always. Um, always, always a pleasure, Matty. Uh, no, <laughs> okay. Matty, is there anything you'd like to plug to the people who weren't listening to this because we didn't record it? Uh, let's see. Oh, I've got a book out called The Antifa Super Soldier Cookbook that is out with Silver Sprocket. You can get from their store or in your local comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you could subscribe to The Nib, which is a comics magazine, which we're about the new issue just went to print. It's very good. There you go. That's all I got. Check it. Check all of those out. And also any funerals that you're attending, uh, you can go to those. Uh, oh, yeah. No, um, uh, I've got some elderly relatives. I'm planning on uh, getting sucked off by a cow. Sucked off by a cow. Um, <laughs> so come by, say hi if you see me. Or yeah. getting mood off. That's what they want these days. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what they want these days. Mood off. Very nice. <laughs> and at the end of this show, it is, as always, mood off from us. Um, this is a free episode, <laughs> so you can subscribe to the Patreon. It's $3 a month. You get extra More stuff. More exactly like this. Moo, where Moo. that came from. <laughs> and there is a cow posting channel in the Discord, which if you subscribe for $5 a month, you get a membership of. And also you get the monthly movie corner and the Twilight miniseries. Not just pictures of cows. That's not the only thing you get. No, which this month is going to feature Tom and Demi. Tom and Demi. Talking back about from the barrel. The fifth Twilight movie, Back from the Barrel. <laughs> back Live from the barrel. From the barrel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Demi and the Tom. Mm, yeah. I feel like it's Tom and the Demi. I no, feel like... but, it, but it scans better to say Demi and okay, the Tom. Interesting. Yeah, that makes That is true. That is true. Um, she has just more of the chaos sidekick energy to her. She does, yeah. Yeah. Tom's the straight man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> look, the point is there'll be a Twilight 
review, which will probably be five hours long, that yeah. episode. So tune in for that. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next month on the bonus feed, next month, next week on the bonus feed, or in two weeks on the free feed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.